0: Pete Callender here. Welcome to the program. News Talk 1110 993 WBT 704 570 1110 1 800 WBT 1110. The email is Pete at thepetecallendershow.com. And on Twitter, you'll always be Twitter to me at Pete Callender. A reminder if you get the podcast, first off, you are awesome. Secondly, uh Stitcher as a podcast platform is going away. So just a heads up on that, you're going to have to move your subscription. It's free, so you just hit subscribe, go to thepeetcalendershow.com, and I got all the links there, and you just click on whichever platform. It doesn't matter to me, except Stitcher, obviously, because that's going away. Oh, and I was, just, I was just messing around with the website this weekend. I forgot to take Stitcher off. <laughs> oh, that's the whole reason I went there. Well, and I also updated my picture because I still had my fat picture up there. So I had to update the uh, the picture, too. All righty. So Donald Trump indicted yet again. And uh, there is some confusion, apparently, as to whether this is the fourth indictment, uh, indictment or the fifth indictment. And really, at this point, does it matter? There are four indictments, although technically... There were five, but one was a superseding indictment, which means that they are really, really large seeds that get planted. And what it means is that it it replaced an earlier one. One of Jack Smith's indictments became a superseding indictment, and so it took the place of one of the others. So there are still four indictments, although Trump was indicted five times. Does that make sense? Because one of them was just sort of like a, like a do-over it was like, Oh, you know what? We're not done. Let's throw another couple charges in there. Okay. So he's facing four different indictments. And of course, everybody is speculating today because sure. Why not? It's five months away from the earliest primary about whether or not this is going to prevent Donald Trump from being able to win the GOP primary. I am not going to make any of those kinds of predictions because I cannot tell the future. I know it's, it's, For real. No, seriously. I learned this a while ago. I do not have this gift. I cannot tell the future. As far as I know, nobody else can either, but uh, that does not stop people from speculating. And people are free to speculate. This is still a free country for the moment. And so you can make these predictions if you would like. And that's what a lot of this stuff, uh, as we get closer to the primaries, I think is going to be focused on. People deciding on whether or not the person that they want to vote for or vote against whatever, uh, in the primary, whether these people, these candidates are going to be able to beat Joe Biden in a general election. Okay. So you can look at polling, right? You can look at what I prefer is the approval numbers, uh, because like you can look at the incumbent president and his, he's way underwater, Joe Biden's way underwater, but generally speaking, people do not like voting for people that they do not like. And that's not speculative. That's, you know, based on past experience. They don't like voting for people. They don't like listen to a lot of people who are pro Trump supporters, big Trump supporters. They're not going to vote for Ron DeSantis. They've said so. There are also never Trumpers that say they're not going to vote for Donald Trump. So you can't make people go vote for somebody that they really don't like. And, um, That's why making predictions about, you know, turnout and who likes who and whether or not these people are going to be motivated, all of that's still up in the air. We have no idea what happens between now and a general election. Except, of course, we're going to get like, you know, four trials. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Well, we may not even get four trials. Some of this stuff may get tossed. Now, Donald Trump has put out a statement after this latest in indictment, which was on RICO charges, uh, racketeering, because apparently he's been handing out these like uh, tennis accessories at Mar-a-Lago like crazy, and so they just totally dropped the hammer on him. Um, he says a large, complex, detailed, but irrefutable report on the presidential election fraud which took place in Georgia, is almost complete and will be presented by me at a major news conference at 11 a.m. on Monday of next week in Bedminster, New Jersey. That's all one sentence, and it's capitalized in very weird places, and I don't understand the capitalization thing, but whatever. Based on the results of this conclusive, all caps, conclusive report, all charges should be dropped against me and others. There will be a complete exoneration, all caps. They never went after those that rigged the election. They only went after those that fought to find the riggers. All right. So we're going to have a news conference at 11 a.m. on Monday. I don't know why he's waiting so long, but he's going to put together this report. And so maybe, maybe we now get all of the information that we were told to was available that will as he says this is going to be a conclusive report on on what took place in Georgia the presidential election fraud that took place in Georgia that it's almost complete now and it's going to be presented at a news con- a major news conference a major news conference in New Jersey on monday Yesterday, a grand jury indicted him on the racketeering charges related to the 2020 election. According to the Washington Examiner, it was the fifth indictment, but he faces four because, again, the superseding one uh, for four criminal cases uh, against the uh, former president and current 2024 GOP frontrunner, Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis brought the RICO charges against Trump and 18 others, according to the 98-page indictment. And if you hate Trump, there's plenty in there to support your opinion. And if you love Trump, there's stuff in there that's going to support your opinion too. The one that I'm seeing circulated the most is, um, what was it, Act 22, I think it was. Yeah, Act 22. Where it says, on or about the third day of December 2020, Donald John Trump caused to be tweeted from the Twitter account at RealDonaldTrump. Quote, Georgia hearings now on OANN. Amazing. (laughs) So obviously the dude's a mastermind criminal. Telling people to go watch OANN. One American News Network, obviously. I mean that is the thing that a mafioso would do, right? That's what a that's what a crime boss does. He tells you to go watch TV. A specific channel. Which I guess that means everybody at every TV station now, right? All of the newscasters, everybody that says watch us at 11, story coming up at 6, right? All of you guys, sorry, crime boss racketeering. Um so people will be able to and by the way this is stated by the uh, prosecutor that this was an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy the conspiracy being that he did not believe he lost in georgia and they went about trying to protest the results and to quote find the votes which he believed were there yeah i'm not so sure about this folks (laughs) i'm really not so sure this one's gonna stick i don't know but you know what this is one of the things I don't make predictions on either. Jury trials. Jury trials. And this grand jury, by the way, did you see that the uh, the grand jury indictment got posted to the website before they made the announcement that he had been indicted and before the grand jury had finished its work? Which people are pointing out that, oh, it just shows the whole thing is rigged. Well, it just shows, honestly, that you can indict the ham sandwich. That whatever the prosecutors bring to the grand jury, they're going to get. That's how they were so confident. thing got posted up before they even voted on it all, and they they went along with it all, along with 18 others. Rudy Giuliani, John Eastman, Mark Meadows, Ken Cheesebro. That's his name, Cheesebro. Or maybe it's Chesebro. Chesebro? Whatever. Jeffrey Clark, Jenna Ellis, attorney, Ray Smith, Robert Cheely, Mike Roman, David Schaefer, former GOP chairman of Georgia, Sidney Powell, a.k.a. The Kraken. Misty Hayes, Sean Still, Stephen Lee, a pastor. Harrison Floyd, former executive director of Black Voices for Trump. As well as Kanye West's publicist. I didn't say that one coming. Trevion, or Trevion, Trevion, Cutie, Cutie. Anyway, Kathleen Latham and Scott Hall, a poll watcher. There were illegitimate electors, right? There was the, uh, the, the Coffee County stuff. I'll get into all of the details here. She began investigating this in January of 2021. She convened the grand jury in May of 2020, and she wants a speedy trial now that election season is here. I mean, now that they've completed their investigation. With regard to voters who did not support Donald Trump in the 2020 election, the last election cycle, think about who those people are. I mean, yes, you've got your... Dare I say it? Forty-seven percent, a la Mitt Romney. You've got your your core Democrat voters; they're going to keep voting for Joe Biden, right? That you're not going to persuade them. Doesn't matter who the Republican candidate is. Okay, so as you know, Limbaugh would talk about you had the forty-five percent on for Democrats, forty-five percent Republicans, and then you've got this ten percent in the mushy middle, and that's who you're trying to persuade, and that's why the approval numbers for me. Uh, I look at, you know, are are these people popular? Are they the kinds of candidates that you want to go have a beer with? Right. That's the shorthand for this. So with regard to those voters, the ones who did not support Donald Trump. Here's my question for you. Are there downsides for them? Are there downsides to the indictment? If you hate Trump, you already think that these indictments are more baggage. Proof that he's corrupt, he's terrible, I get it. And if you love Donald Trump, the indictments are proof that there's two-tier justice system, they're out to get him, they're trying to prevent him from being the uh, the next president, they want to try to stop him from uh, uh, getting inaugurated again, because he's totally going to be Joe Biden. Okay, set all of those positions aside, and I'm asking now about the people who did not vote for Donald Trump last time. Do you see downsides to the indictment? Or indictments, (laughs) all four of them. Do you see any downside to this among that group of voters? Or is it all positive? Is it all just like, oh, you know what? He's getting more indictments, more indictments, and that's going to prove that, He was right. Trump was right. We were right to support Donald Trump and the scales shall fall from people's eyes. And they are now going to be aware uh, of how bad everything is. And that's going to win the that's going to win these voters over. I find that hard to believe. I just don't think that that's sort of in human nature, because most people, most people don't want to believe that they have been tricked or conned. Most people Refuse to accept that. And it's particularly acute among more uh, intelligent people. Do you know that? Yeah. The smarter somebody is, the less likely they are to acknowledge if they got duped. Which is why I never have a problem admitting that I got duped. Just always. All the time. just. <laughs> so, do you see any downside to these indictments for Trump? Do these charges win people over, win people back? Like, what about people who voted for Trump the first time, didn't vote from the second time, or maybe voted for him these past two times but don't want to vote for him again? Do these indictments win them over? Does it win them back in the primary? Like I said, I, I don't think that that is human nature, but I'm curious if there's a case to be made, I cannot think of it. consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor there really is something for everyone at old grouch's military surplus in beautiful downtown clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. all right so is there any um downside here for the president i mean aside from the personal risk of you know going to jail um but are there downsides here to these indictments if you are looking at people who don't like trump or uh, don't want to vote for him didn't vote for him last time does this does this win people back does this win people over i'm curious what this argument is i understand the argument that he's the victim and they're picking on him and deep state I, I like i understand all of those arguments but how does this play to the mushy middle how does it play to people that are tired of the carnival show they they want to move on from him What's the pitch to them? Is it, we have to stand by him so this doesn't happen to me? Is that the argument? I don't know if that wins people over because I think they would say, well, I don't do those things that he did, right? Like there's a whole weaponization kind of argument that you're going to have to formulate in order to make that case. And I'm curious how you make that case. 704-570-1110, one eight hundred WBT eleven ten. Let's start off with Dean. Hello, Dean. Welcome to the program. How are you?
1: Yes. Uh, good afternoon, Pete. I was I was going through the drive through, and I, I did you ask for intelligent people to call in? Was that uh, did I hear you right? Obviously not.
0: No, I'm kidding. No, I no I no I I, I asked for anybody to call in. I'm curious to know what the argument is for um well, for Donald Trump I, after all of the indictments. What's the argument that that wins people back, wins them over? What's uh, What are the downsides, if you see any, to these indictments, aside from, obviously, the risk of imprisonment?
1: Well, I, I think some of the downsides are, from, from the people that don't like it, that they can see this turning around, is, like, how often are you going to cry wolf, you know, on your side, that this guy is bad? I mean, you know, four indictments, what, you know, do you just... Uh, how many is too many? And then all of a sudden he becomes a... Uh, a, a victim rather than, you know, people listening to what's going on. They they start to look at him rather than the issues more. So I think that, you know, that can all twist and get back to uh, perhaps leveling the field, whether it's right or wrong.
0: So the play is that he is a victim. It's a victimization benefit that redounds to him.
2: Yeah, I
1: think there, I think that the thing is you're playing to human emotions and everything and and uh, everybody's sympathetic to the victim and if you if you beat them over, you know, like uh Wiley e. Coyote or something, you beat them over the head long enough, uh all of a sudden you, you either you start to feel sorry for them or, you know, and uh, that could change things. I mean, so I I think that's a that's a negative. I think you know, how it's handled, whether it's handled like a circus or if it's handled in a professional manner. I think that's that's a potential downside, because it's when it gets in the political arena, it gets more and more like a circus.
0: Well, sure. And from what I've seen so far in the last 24 hours, it does not appear that the uh the Georgia prosecutor is pursuing this in a uh, completely non-circusy kind of way so uh, we'll see Dean I appreciate the call uh I do look I I think there is merit to that argument I think Donald Trump is very very adept I think a lot of his supporters are as well at playing the victim card all the time on everything so but is that going to be a uh is that a winning argument for a lot of people I don't know I don't know Maybe there is this uh, mushy middle voter that is particularly receptive to uh, the woe is me argument. I'm the victim and I need your help. Now, I don't know how that squares with I'm going to root out the deep state. If you're the victim, how you like because it seems like you're making sort of this argument from both sides, which is, you know, Trump is the only one that's going to be able to uh, dismantle the deep state. But he is also the victim. And so he needs everybody else. To help him dismantle the deep state, which he was unable to do the last time. So, like, I'm trying to, and I know that uh, this is, this is me. I take these ideas and I turn them over in my head and I kind of think through the different arguments. I know it's my cross to bear. Uh, let me see here. This is Jerry. Welcome to the program. Hello, Jerry.
3: Hey, how are you?
0: Hey, I am all right.
3: I am a Democrat Democrat. From Chicago move down here this will be the first time I'm voting for Donald Trump I have been married to a girl from Bogota Colombia for well over 24 years and all of our Latino friends are saying this is exactly what happened in Venezuela this is exactly what happened in Fidel Castro's Cuba and I find that a lot of my Democrat friends who are Latinos are going this is scary we don't want, we just left this
0: so a vote for so the indictments prove in their minds that this is a an authoritarian regime yes and so they're going to vote for trump to vote against authoritarianism exactly well that's uh that is an interesting argument i have seen the stats i've seen the uh the demographic shift um i think a lot of it is also being you know moved by "Quote unquote traditional values," you know, a lot of Catholicism among Latinos. Sure,
3: they, I find that a lot of my Latino friends do not like the term "Latinx."
0: No, yeah, definitely not. They
3: started, <laughs> they started calling white people Kleenex, <laughs> so they're calling you know Democrats. Hey, Kleenex, what's going on? Yeah, there you go.
0: That's that's good. Hi, right, Jerry. I appreciate the call, sir. Thank you. All right. That's yes. Fun. All right. Take it easy. <laughs> I had not heard that before. Uh, I had not heard that before. Uh, 704-570-1110. 1-800-WBT-1110. So this indictment, Trump was indicted on 13 counts. There are 19 defendants, total of 41 crimes charged, uh, racketeering, solicitation of violation of oath by a public officer. This is about the the electors, the illegitimate electors or whatever, uh, the replacement electors. Uh, false statements, impersonating a public officer, first-degree forgery, several conspiracy charges. The indictment also mentions 30 unnamed alleged co-conspirators uh, and included allegations of harassment and intimidation of that Fulton County election worker named Ruby Freeman, uh, as well as an unlawful breach of election equipment in Coffee County. I'm not so sure that one's going to stick, though, because it seemed like they gave them access coffee county officials gave the the campaign access so i'm not sure that's an unlawful breach but again not an attorney what do i know just a little old radio host Alright, more on that in a minute. First, let me tell you, the Heritage Life Skills event was fantastic. Every year, Bill and Jan Starette organize the event to help people get educated on how to be prepared for anything. The Sturettes own Carolina Readiness Supply, 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials you'll need for any kind of emergency. have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? And uh, we'll go back to the phone lines here and get Doug. Hello, Doug. Welcome to the program.
2: Hey, glad to be on your program. Sure. Um, How, if you're an average voter, now, I am contributing monthly to the uh, DeSantis campaign. And if I had a choice to vote, it would be for Trump. And here's here, here's the challenge. is On the news today, we find out that Hunter Biden and the Bidens have taken millions of dollars from foreign nationals, including Ukraine. Mm-hmm. President Trump is under all these indictments. It's the same guy that was impeached for simply asking a question for somebody to look into what was going on with Burisma. Mm-hmm. That got him impeached.
0: Well, the, the 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 image or the illusion of a quid pro quo, right. The illusion of a quid pro quo. But yeah, I mean, he had heard the rumors, he had heard about it, and he was like, yo, check into this. And yeah, got impeached for it, yeah.
2: Exactly. And And, and so... If I'm an independent voter and, and I'm somewhat independent, I never voted in, in my entire life until 2016 when I voted for Trump. Part of that is because I'm from South Carolina and Republicans you know, yeah pick Republicans anyway. But the, um, the idea that that the people that are running the show created the Russia hoax and are now throwing out all these indictments.
3: Mm-hmm. They
2: they lose their credibility. They've lost their credibility, even with the independent voters. And I think with the Hispanic voters that have moved, this is they they they. The American populace is smarter than you think. And if I were the Republican contenders, after the first debate, if I wasn't in the top three, I would step aside and and let the big horses run and let it be. Uh, Tim Scott, Ron DeSantis, and President Trump. Those are my top three.
0: So yeah, I mean, I think after so you got the first debate. It's going to be next week, and uh, I mean, you've we've still got five months before the first you know primary. Uh, I, you know, I would I would submit that you want to see you know Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina results, and then you've got you know come March you'll have the Super Tuesday. North Carolina will be thrown in there. So I I, I mean yeah. I. Uh, Yeah, but I like I I support the idea that you want these other candidates that are running for, you know, spots on the talk shows. They're running to, you know, book to get book sales. They're running for a a VP slot or a cabinet position. Yeah, these people need to get out. Um, But uh, but I'm not going to tell somebody to drop out if they're still pulling in, you know, some level of support that warrants them being on that debate stage.
2: Let me just finish up and tell you this campaign is coming down um, to a billionaire businessman that cannot be bought, and, and he is not a politician. And who's he running against? A career politician who's obviously been bought and paid for—forty mm-hmm. million dollars to the Biden Center at the at the Penn Center for the Bidens. You know, allegedly twenty million dollars with IRS people questioning. Why things are done differently. Mm-hmm. And I think we've all suspected politicians are in it for themselves. And when when they retire and they're super wealthy, like Clintons did through the foundation, like Barack Obama probably did, giving Iran all the money and then having them giving his 10 percent back in Sweden. I mean, how did Barack Obama become a multimillionaire?
0: Oh, his any, book. Any. He His his book sales did it. That's <laughs> that's what did it. Yeah, yeah Doug, I yeah. appreciate the call, buddy. I, th- I do. Uh, let me get Dan on before the uh, top of the hour here. Hello, Dan. Welcome to the program.
1: Yo, yo, Kleenex. Que pasa?
0: Hey, <laughs> what's going
3: on?
1: Hey, I, I, I can't think for a minute that this is about credibility at all. And the reason I believe that is because they brought Irving K. Uh, Glibitz from Tonganoxie, Georgia, to bring all the charges instead of somebody with some weight. Uh, (laughs) some little punk county prosecutor from Fulton County, it's like, can't you get anybody more important to to bring this up? My granddad used to say, the more manure you can get in the creek, the less likely the cattle are to drink out of it. Mm -hmm. I think that's all this is about, is clouding it up so badly, making Trump just smell so bad that even the the diehard Trumpers finally will say, okay, enough, enough. And I don't believe for a minute that's certainly not where I am.
0: Well, I don't think in the so I think there's a different play here. I've been saying for months now that it almost seems like the left wants Trump to get through the primary, and if he keeps getting indicted, that boosts his numbers in the GOP primary because they want him in the general. Now that may not be a well, good bet. Adds, yeah, that may not
1: energy for sure.
0: Yeah, that might not be a good bet, Dan. I appreciate the call. Like they, they could make the same mistake they made in 2016 with like we want Trump, give him all the attention. Isn't this hilarious? He's an embarrassment. Oh, my gosh, he just won. (laughs) That could happen, too. I don't know. I guess we're going to see.